In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Merry Christmas. What a gift it is to be gathered together. And whether you are here most Sundays or visiting from out of town or finding a local Christmas service or making your holiday pilgrimage, regardless of where you are in your spiritual journey, it's a gift to be gathered together and we are delighted that you are here. In this past year, I've walked into our parish hall, which is the room on the complete opposite end of our campus that looks very similar to this sanctuary. I've probably walked in there about a thousand times. I've walked in there for celebrations and receptions, for preschool performances and our evening 5 p.m. service. We've hosted community events and funeral receptions, diocesan workshops, and many Wednesday night dinners. It's a lovely room. They're just like we are in here. There are windows on three sides. And they fill the room with light. The far end of the room looks over the back parking lot, um, just in that area of Cahaba Heights, that corner where Vestavia Hills meets Mountain Brook. It's a pretty room, but it's simple. It's very simple and open. There is no artwork on the walls or pictures that tell the story of this community. Just a simple, plain room that is meant and designed to blend in with what is on the interior and the exterior. So yesterday, about 9 a.m., a parishioner stopped me after our service in the morning, and he wanted me to, to, to walk with him to the parish hall. He had a secret to tell me. Always my ears peek up when, when people say that. So we were walking down there, and he begins to, sh to share with me the story of how 
all these people had written on the drywall when they were building the space, and I'd heard this before, but he was drawing my attention to stories in particular of people's hopes, of letters of gratitude, of letters written to the community in general. In the case yesterday, he shared a letter written to a loved one who had gone to join the company of heaven. And he kept pointing and saying, look right there, as if the floor was fading away and we could see the image of the love that that person had writing the letter to their brother. Behind the simple walls and the floor of the parish hall lie stories of hope, of grief and possibility and gratitude. Beneath the walls and floor lie images and expressions of love for one another. Now after the next service in the morning, I joined others in the parish hall. We had a a wonderful brunch and we gathered to to green the church, hang the the, the wreaths and, and the garland. And I found myself unable to shake the images of the words behind the wall. The ordinary space was becoming something else. And it was dawning on me that as the stories of the congregation are being made in this ordinary space, as people share meals, and as I learn the stories of other, the place is transformed. And without actually being there at that time, just knowing the story and having a relationship with some of those people transformed my relationship with the space. Now it's important to note that if this image I am creating for you is going to work, then any person that walks into that space who does not know the secret of what is underneath the walls will see an ordinary space. But once you are invited into the secret, once you ponder in your heart and build relationships with those stories, the space transforms. You begin to see much more. Now I recognize that I have shared a story with you and has the potential to sound like insider language. Many of you maybe have not been into the parish hall and maybe never will walk into the doors. And I promise you that this story has nothing to do with a building, with a room on the other side of this building. Isn't it amazing that we're gathered here together on this evening, gathered here to celebrate an event that happened nearly 2,000 years ago, gathering together as people have nearly every year since that glorious day. A family is fleeing persecution in Palestine, as Matthew's Gospel tells us. They end up in a little town called Bethlehem, and the mother is about to give birth for her child. In Luke's Gospel, which we hear tonight, there is no room in the end, and so she gives birth to Jesus and places him in a manger in the imagery that we have is it's a barn. I mean, think about it. Mary and Joseph, they're not from this privileged or wealthy family. They are kids on the run seeking refuge, and they give birth to the most important person this world has ever known, the incarnation, God with us. 
Jesus Christ. Two ordinary people and a small child who was born in the remote town of Bethlehem in a manger. That is the gift that God gives us. It is so simple. Now I have a secret to tell you all. It is a secret that I hope changes the way that we look at each other and the entire human family. See, underneath every human being is more than just ordinary humanness. Underneath is incarnation possibility. The truth of the incarnation, which is what we celebrate at Christmas, is not just an event that happened 2,000 years ago. It is not that God came one time to be with humanity, but instead it means that God continues to come among us, that God continues to come to us in simple human form. This is what we pray when we lift our hearts to God during the Eucharist. We ask God to become the body of Christ among us and in us. It means that God is dwelling here tonight. God is dwelling among people all across the globe this evening. God is dwelling in people that are looking for shelter, seeking refuge, seeking home. God is dwelling in you here among us this evening. This is the radical gift of Christmas. The world tells us we need presents and things and God gives us something much different. Simple life in relationship with him through each other. Grace. God gives us grace through each other. Through forgiveness. Through openness. Through faith. I mean, could you imagine the world if everyone saw God on the face of the people they met. That's the kingdom of God. Underneath every human being is grace and love waiting to be seen by the world. But the world needs to know the secret. It's not about presents or packages or a bunch of stuff you got for 40% off from Belk with an additional 25% applied at checkout. I thought I was getting a gift for a moment last week. It's about God's love coming to dwell with us. That love uh, uh, um, exists underneath each person we meet. That love exists underneath you. Now look around, look at the person sitting next to you. I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. Take a second look at your neighbor. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a stranger. God's gift of grace and love is real. And it's here in this world. May our eyes be opened this Christmas to see the gift of love that God has placed about us. And when we are opened up to this secret, may we share that love with others. Yesterday morning, we gathered around this font twice, once at 9 and once at 11.15. And each time that we do that, we say the baptismal covenant. We make the entire congregation makes promises to respect the dignity of every human being, to strive for justice and peace. 
And I found myself asking, why do we do this? And tonight is that answer. Because we see God's gift of the incarnation in everyone we meet. At the end of our service tonight, we will dim the lights. They will come down again like they were for the the carols. Our acolytes and Eucharistic ministers will begin to take candles that are lit out to you. And you all will each light candles. We will see a bright light in the midst of darkness. As we go forth from this place, may the light move from the candle to you. May you be the bright light in the darkness, sharing the Christmas gift with the world. Amen.